Welcome everybody to another episode of Out of Character. I'm Jupiter Sanders and this is Cotton. Hello, Cotton. Hey, Jupe. How's it going? Good, good. So, um, first, let me just say the last released episode that we have for Out of Character was our discussion about 1D&D or D&D 1. I've seen it both ways. I don't know what's going on. Well, like the boomer. I, th I think if you say D&D 1... Were like the boomers who were doing like, you know, hey there, kid, you're not doing any of that drug, are you? It's like it's not good. <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen it written both ways when I research it online. So it's weird. But we talked about this, and boy, did it incite a lot of conversation and discussion in, in the server, which I love. <laughs> I I love it. I love that it it got people talking because I I think that's that's my whole goal on this is to just get people to, to talk about these these topics. So thank you, everybody. And if, if you weren't part of that conversation, it's in the Without a Net Discord in the latest episode channel is where you'll find the, the big uh, conversation. And all the things, I think, some of the things that we were upset about or I was upset about, it seems like D&D has retconned it back. As Leo puts it, who's watching live, he puts it as they've already backpedaled a lot of stuff. Really? So interesting. We'll have to do another one D and D slash D and D one update in the future. We, you know, we, what are they doing now? That's one thing we didn't. I'm not sure if we did, mm -hmm. which is be sure to highlight the the fact that this is beta, so they're allowed to mm -hmm. be wrong. You, yeah, you don't no, get to no. be mad about no, the. No, no, no. I'm not mad. Is, right? No, no, no. Yeah, I we were. We were a little criticizable. We criticized, but apparently other people criticized, and they took the feedback and they changed things, and that's great. So I just want to see in the future. Let's you know, let's go in another two months. All right, well, what is it now? Are they on the right track? I'm not saying oh they shouldn't backpedal. Like oh you made that choice, stick with it. No, we, I'm not we saying should have that. been like we appreciate them even doing this, like throwing <laughs> out their shitty, their 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 not even <laughs> shitty, but like their first version, saying look. This is the rough draft. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That they're smart. They're smart. Well, still, we'll go back to that. That'll, that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. So that that'll be fun. But uh, again, I just, I really, I, I, I appreciated seeing all the conversation, and it warmed my heart. That's all I wanted to say. Um, we'll see how this one. How many reactions? We how many, how many likes? <laughs> well, subscribes, I think we'll get retweets. a lot of. <laughs> I, get, I think we'll get a lot of uh, conversation on the. The next released episode so let's see where that one goes yeah uh, but tonight or today or this morning this afternoon this evening we're going to talk about those systems that we know about but there's something about that system that keeps us from running it yeah yeah and i've, I've found a way to identify them for me oh. and that is games i've bought and haven't played because it's kind of like like <laughs> you ever go out and like buy something like an exercise yeah. bike because uh -huh. it makes you feel fitter or yeah. like you buy a Faulkner book because you want to be smart, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went out and bought games that like scare me, and I'm like, that way I'll play them. But I'm shitting and have it. <laughs> so that's how I know that the ones collecting dust that I want to play. <laughs> but something keeps you from doing it, and and, it, and yes. I I think when you and I were discussing this in in DMs, I said you know afraid to play, and I thought about it. And I was like, that's the wrong word. I'm not afraid to run the game. It's more of a, I feel I won't be able to run it in a, in a stand, at a standard that I feel is necessary as a GM. So. Does that make sense? So, so fear. You just took fear and you no. just like, used no, no, a lot no, of words. It's not like, oh, it's just like, I've, I, I'm so, let's think about it. When it comes to the mechanics, some of the mechanics can be complicated, but. They're there. They're already set. They're, it, it, it's a static thing. These are the mechanics. These are the rules. It's more of the intangible elements of a game that, that make me not want to run it because I don't think I would do it well okay. based on many different reasons. But we'll get into it. Yes, uh, I, I think mine, just to, to, to define my version of fear, is I feel like I'm old and slow now. Like, I learned D&D, &D, and then, like, every time it changed, it was fine, because it was not an entire, like, okay, you know, 5th edition was not the introduction of the 
20-sided die. I got that bit. And then we changed a few things, and we changed a few things. I have these systems that are, like, weird. Like, mm-hmm. like, like fundamentally different. And I'm having to, like, go back and learn a whole new system for the first time ever when I'm so comfortable with my yeah. skills and my feats and my 20-sided die and my oh. armor class. And I, I get all that shit. It's just fine. So the new edition, like, whenever D&D 1 comes out, I'm going to learn, like, what, 30% new shit? Mm-hmm. You know, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Other stuff, like, like, well, if the one you mentioned that we may be getting too soon was really intimidating. I've watched a lot of videos. I'm still fucking lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I watched like 30 yeah. minutes. So I'm like, I know nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. In, in it, I get that. I mean, you're only, we're mid 30s. And for you to fear learning new things is, wow. Uh, I, I have a, but I get it. I, you, you get, to a point where you're just comfortable with what you know, and you're like, I don't want to learn anything new. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep investing in the index funds. Yeah. And keep watching. <laughs> keep watching the ratio of interest to principal change on my mortgage uh, statement. You know, keep like, dialing on your Nokia yeah. phone. I get yeah. it. I get. It. <laughs> I understand the idea. I do. I get it. Totally. I saw a, I saw a payphone today, like a real one, and I was oh like, oh, Wow. Takes me back. Right. Yeah, those are very few and far between. <laughs> it, was. it was, it was, it was outside the bathroom at a truck stop. I'm just saying, like, no! that phone is not used for anything good. Right? Why are you hanging out at bathrooms at truck stops? I was driving from New Orleans and had to use the restroom. <laughs> I had to try. <laughs> like an asshole, apparently, like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, do you wanna do you wanna go first? What's what's your game that you, it's interesting, but you're All right, so win. so the first one I just bought at Gen oh. Con, and it was called uh-huh. Rest in Pieces. So I, I I usually try to buy something I know I'll play, and then something that I aspirationally want to play. And this looks so good. I actually like found out where they were playing the game, and like used them as my demo. Like I found out where they were, and like hunted these people down. I was like, I, can I just sit here like watch you play? And it is the kind of loosey goosey game I am. I have tried to step. I put my toe in the water. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is so you are a bunch of people who are deadbeats and you live in an apartment and you all have a character and it's not predefined you don't have a name but you come up you, you are issued a deadbeat job and you have things like desires and goals and whatnot but like death like the actual like grim reaper like a young version of them is in the basement apartment causing shit to go wrong like but their mere presence causes chaos and after that, it's this loosey goosey game of role play where like bad things happen, like a situation occurs, and then you have to react to it. And you have a scene, and you are sort of like the controller of your scene, and other people can be in it or not in it. And then if you try to do a helpful action, uh, well, I should pre- preface this: it's called rest in pieces because the pieces are Jenga blocks. There's a Jenga tower, okay, and some of the blocks are black. Like they're like black, they're the middle pieces, I believe. So if you an action that's helpful, you have to remove a neutral or or white or whatever jenga block. Okay. If you do something that's oppositional or unhelpful, you remove a black one. The black ones are shaved ever so slightly. Ergo, they're easier to remove. This was told to me, by the way, by the guy selling the game, and that the and he said that the creator of the game was called out on this and like refused to admit it. It's not documented. I looked I, I looked in the manual. There is nothing in there that says the black blocks are shaved. But you can tell. If you hold them right up against each other, it is just a scintilla thinner. Anyway, I'm getting off of the weeds on that. The yeah. point is, is it's very loosey-goosey. There is no like you roll to attack. It's like, here's a scene. Now what happens? So now you're not really doing a role-playing game with dice and attack and hit points. It's improv. You're doing an improv. And then you sort of like thumb up, thumb down. On if you're being an ass or being helpful, and then you pull a jingle block, and when the jingle block falls, that's like the end of the game, and mm-hmm. things resolve. And it's, it's this very—it kind of reminded me of a game I also played at Gen Con called Fiasco, and that's kind of this whole field, this little family of what I call loosey-goosey role-playing games, where you're not rolling dice, you don't have stats and strength and armor class. Really, the game, to the extent any structure exists, it's just a bare bone lattice to have improv sessions. It's just improv with like a little mm-hmm. little little help and some guidelines. 
Mm-hmm. And, and those games are scary to me because I don't get to just have my stats and my dice and attack and I don't roll. And I'm not solving little cute logical puzzles that I like to solve. Like, what's the best way to get this arrow into the face of that orc over there? Yeah. That, 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 and you kind of have like to... It's clear, defined mechanics that lead to narration. You don't want to just do improv narration. You need You need that mechanic to help you you need you need to have that is that what you're saying it's not like it's it feels safer it's as opposed to just like go there's something very revealing and very difficult about like acting and putting on that face and and going in there and like going for broke and being weird and goofy and offbeat and and flying by the seat of your pants you you, there are no stats to hide behind Mm -hmm. you can't just Mm -hmm. occasionally take a minute off and say i'm gonna move my 30 feet and take a shot and pass my turn and you can't mm-hmm. every everything is on you have to be mm-hmm. and if you just can't do that like i, I like to think I'm, I'm decent at it but if you can't then you just suck and you know it and you get outclassed by all the flashy shiny people who are more charismatic than you which is the <laughs> ultimate fear that i have so like <laughs> so it's is this weird anybody more Lucy charismatic than you I, i'm trying to murder them one by one like the highlander <laughs> movies you know that you way it's just me one. Yeah, and just like suck the charisma right out of their face. Uh, wow. <laughs> so th- those games are weird to me, and mm-hmm. th- there's other games in that kind of vein, but I want to hold off on it. But but games where you like, like Fiasco is what got me into it. In Fiasco, there are there are no dice rolls until at the very end, which is it does it, it's it's the most superfluous thing ever. The game is improv. Fiasco is not a game. Yeah. It's an improv system. I had an awesome time doing it. And while it was awesome, it's also kind of stressful. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's like like when I go scuba diving, it stresses yeah. me out. But I enjoy it. It's it's that. It's it pushes me to my limit. It it takes me to that line of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to play some of them with people I know. It's easier with people I don't know. So now mm-hmm. I have this game. I'm here in Natchez, Mississippi. <laughs> I you can't play this game over the internet. Rest in pieces. Uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and most of the improv games are not going to translate well over the internet for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I would have to now have this and and have to like be brave and be revealing and, and be like on around like actual people who I have to see again. Like that that's that's a little scary to me. So there you go. Like I I'm I'm surprised because I know you and you seem to be. If anybody could be great at improv, it it would be you. But I mean, if that's how you feel about, it, then I—I I mean, I—I I hear it. I hear you. I'm—I'm—it just surprises me. That's all. Um. So, on my list, my my first one, and you came in when you joined uh, the chat here. You heard Bamps talking. He was because I had asked him a simple question. What system does Lancer use? And it was a. Okay. Okay. And then he's like, "All right." And I was like, "Oh no!" And then he went on, and and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he's like, "Well, if it's this mode, narrative mode, it's this, and then there's you have to keep track of. Uh, oh, then there's the tactical side. There's boons and banes and." Like the narrative mode will handle will like be like fate. Tactical side is like your D twenty versus static number. Boons and banes. These and I was just I was done. I was like ah, this is why. This one is probably mechanics deter me, because the setting sounds cool. You're a mech. That's awesome, right? Like climb inside your big robot and go fight. Sounds great. The mechanics seem like it's it seems overwhelming to me. And again, I'm at that point where I don't want to learn new things either. But like this one just seems incredibly overwhelming. But it's it's maybe, you know, 40% that. But the rest of it is, I don't know enough about the setting and the lore to actually know what would make a good session or a good story or campaign. I don't know. It's, so I, I feel like I don't think I could ever run that one. Like it sounds cool, but... Between the mechanics and then the fact that I I don't know enough about it to even know what a good session looks like without doing a lot of research and education, which I don't have an incentive to do, then I kind of sit there and look at it and go, it sounds cool. But no, it's not fear. I don't have a fear. It's just a, I don't, it's more of a, you know how I am about you have a dirty, you have a duty, a service, 
to gaming, right? You ha that's oh yeah, that, do, that that right? whole thing. The hobby. I don't, I think it would be a disservice to that game system if I ran it. Wow, your yeah, sense of duty runs deep. Why do you hate paladins again? <laughs> Holy shit, that is a level of duty that because I could not even contemplate. You're afraid you're going to fuck up a game? Game? Yeah. And it I don't will want it smirch. What if it's some, what if it's a player's first experience and then they get me and I do a bad job, then they hate that game or gaming in general. I just um, I don't want to do that. Then they have I a weak spirit, they it. should find a different hobby like fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> what would you oh say? God, fly fuck fishing. I don't, I don't know. want you to say anything. I'm just saying I I feel like I wouldn't do a great job, and therefore if I if it if I can't do a great job, then I just I just won't do it. I'll leave it to others who can do. That's yeah. So so basically, what I found is that each of us are really good at telling the other one to have guts. Is what this feels yeah. like. What the fuck? Get, get in there. Get your head in the game, Jupe. You know, like I'm over here like, but people can think that I'm not smart for five seconds. Fuck. And uh, you know. <laughs> Not not smart. I just I don't know. It's just a weird like I don't feel I would deliver the best experience for the players, and that's that's what holds me back. Okay, okay. So so yeah. so Lancer, and I get it. And I've heard I, I know about what you have said. You might know more, but like what I've heard that you've got like in the mech version, and then you've yeah. got which is all combaty, and then you've got out of the mech, which is like politic. Politics yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, okay, interesting. It, it's, it feels kind of like Gundam. I'm not a huge Gundam fan, mm -hmm. but it was like insane, crazy space battle, and then like the third Duke's cousin on a plot, and like I don't, it was always some weird shit. It's just why I never followed it because I always came in on like episode 236 and didn't know what the shit was going on. So is it that? Is it kind of like intrigue, and then like the shit hits the fan? I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, I've never seen a, a game played. I've only heard about this secondhand. This feels like one of those games, kind of um, like Symbarium, that's like a game that's only played. This, this, this is never someone's first game. It's a game played by people who like have sought it out very specifically. Hmm. I think maybe not. Maybe you get roped into it, but it seems a bit. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 definitely a, a different one. So all right, fair enough, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you want to keep it rolling from there? Have we heard another Lancer? My next one it w is, uh, God, I, I just don't want to mm -hmm. say it so bad. Blades in the Dark. Because, Ugh. so if you Google Blades in the Dark, what, uh, what does it tell you, right? Steampunk-based heist game. So yeah. I should love it. What the fuck? You should uh, love it. I it should. It is everything you love. And so, I, which, again, I own the game. So, mm -hmm. like, why would I not? It's a game I want to play. But I played it i think once or twice the flashback thing i don't like i don't say i don't like it it doesn't suit me i'm i like the heist plan and to me mm -hmm. that like undoes the whole concept of i am the heist planner person it's just you get to do so you know after the fact okay but it also has this complicated system it's not super complicated but it's different it's a different system and so I have to get up off my ass and like read the book and learn the stuff and get a group together. And I'm thinking, but man, a lot of people seem to like this game. Uh, the Powered by the Apocalypse system is this simple thing. And I think that I have been like huffing the gasoline of more mechanic good. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason I was naturally drawn to Shadowrun. Mm -hmm. I, I like that type of crunchiness. And so maybe... But now I'm kind of going in this more RPG direction. So maybe I need to embrace these simplified rules and embrace things like, you know, stress. And I'll admit, like, I feel like all like the fact I don't like it, I am, I am worried that it's because I have all these stupid biases, like more mechanic good or things like I take a stress point. And like, I guess maybe I'm just from this stupid generation that says I have a stress is like, boo fucking who work harder. Like, that's not <laughs> that's so dumb. But that's what's in my head. So I've. Hmm. I'm a little, and so I, I I want to run it, but it is not. When I say it's a complicated, it's it's more complicated than fiasco. So I would have to learn this whole system. I'm not going to find anyone locally to run it. I would have to mm -hmm. run it, and mm -hmm. so I am afraid of a moderately complex system, and doing the thing, and then and then finding out it's a great game, and all of my bullshit is wrong, and I have to eat crow in front of vamps. That's what, <laughs> that's it. That, that's what does it right there. That's what does it. Let's just be honest. I'm gonna have to oh. like this game so fucking good. I was wrong about everything, and I'm an ass. There we go. <laughs> so I've played in a Blades in the Dark game. 
And I, I didn't find it to be an overly complicated system. I, I, I do think the, the flashback mechanic is a little mm, cheaty, but okay. I'll, I'll embrace it, whatever. But that one for me, it's again, it's not the mechanics. I played it. It seems simple. I, I can do it. I feel as a GM, again, I can't deliver the experience. I don't right. know if I could deliver a steampunk style game and like really like embrace that setting and deliver uh deliver good quality. Okay. I, I see what you mean in terms of like you wanna you, you don't want to fuck it up, and you want to be a good GM, yeah. and like there's there, there is safety in D and D. Like you make an encounter, combat takes a decent time, not too long. It eats up the clock. Mm-hmm. Things like Blades in the Dark, which are so much more narrative. And that's the other thing. It's that narrative sense that I have to come up with, or we have to like work out together. Like, okay, it fails. How does it fail? Like I could ask that one time. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm not used to that kind of shit. I'm, you know, or 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 not not, not in a mattering kind of way. Like if mm-hmm. I if I'm in D and D and somebody crits and I'm like you know how do you do it or or I even tell them you know you swing your great axe and their face is cleaved in half it doesn't actually matter mm-hmm. but if you're jumping to go to the ledge and you succeed but with a fail I don't I'm not good at you succeed but fail and you fail but you succeed type oh, of shit the, you fail but there's a complication I, I really the don't know what the fuck yeah. I have to yeah. come up with two things now. I have it's to come little, up with two it fucking is a things. Little like, yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I don't know if I could deliver a good experience. I do no. like that we both have an issue with our games on, on the RP side for different reasons, but we both have it. So that's good. yeah. We're closer. <laughs> closer to you. <laughs> We're both coconuts. We have our our exterior shell, wow. and then a pulpy middle. We don't want anyone we to have find. A very pulpy middle. And then it, what it takes to get to that pulpy middle is Woodford Reserve, the sponsor of our show. <laughs> Woodford Reserve from Kentucky. God, I wish. Oh, would that not be the best sponsor yeah. ever? <sighs> straight straight, uh, straight to the horse's mouth from the caves uh, of Kentucky. Now uh, I'm distracted even more. Now I just want to drink. Aw, fuck. We need to make an RPG based around alcohol shots. Right? Oh, fuck. Where's the brewery RPG I just, where you have just, to build up your your thing and you have to deal with the... Did the, I just make us rich? Like this? Totlers, did you? Well, write it up. You can know the mechanics. Uh, fuck oh, this whole... Like, 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 the new thing fuck is Lil, Lil said that, that natural ones now give you inspiration. How about natural ones take a shot? <laughs> what about that? Like they have like chess boxing is a thing. Let's make quarters in D and D a thing. There you go. Boom. I do have a game that uses uh quarters. You have to bounce the quarter on the table to make it land on the coaster that is the the. Oh, I saw the that. Yeah, that makes me not yeah, trust you a fucking bit. <laughs> you know what? I got that game and I asked my two, just my sisters. So I said, let's just play. And we did it. We just did a short version, and boy, did they love it. They love the quarter. They don't want to play an RPG. They don't like my weird games. But that one, quarter bouncing, I can do that. And I was like, good for you. I was I was concerned because you bought a game based on conspiracy theories that you beat the like the shit out of us. And I'm like, oh, so you're good at quarters. This is what you're you're communicating to me that you're very good at quarters. And we're gonna get destroyed. No, it's my brother. My brother (laughs) just asked, he goes, you know. We really need to play that conspiracy theory again. I said, really? Because the last time we played it, last time I played it, people bitched me because I knew too much. Yeah, my conspiracy theory is I know things. (laughs) My conspiracy theory is that Jute buys games he's good at, which we all do, but still, I'm glad to be salty. Uh, (laughs) I have a new game. It's called B Six Foot One. Get wrecked. I win. (laughs) There we go. Sorry, sorry, Jute. Oh my gosh. No, it's it's now see you make it sound like now I won't even play a game. I won't run a game unless I know I can do it well. I won't play a game unless I know I can win. I mean, fine. Yeah. If that's, that's my greatest fault, I'll take it. I'll I'll that. Take I didn't it. say that. You have other faults that we could but then wow. I do too, right? Well, that's a completely different episode. Yeah, that's our Christmas episode. So don't yeah, we need to do our yeah our Christmas episode <laughs> needs to be you and I in the same room, and we have to look at each other in the eye and like answer one of those like questionnaires <laughs> about shit. 
where you get like you get you stop getting what is it the thing for real world you stop being fake and you start getting real and like we just i don't know fuck it uh, anyway games so yeah, uh what's next on your list because you just totally dated yourself with the real yep. world reference real world oh, back when yourself, mtv sir. was great uh, oh wait no you just went you said Blake, yeah i went you're up. it's my turn i'm you're up. up you're up kip uh all right so one uh deadlands savage worlds deadlands and what brought this up was i uh cayman's rejects uh who we've had on the show they're running a one shot of deadlands savage worlds right and i listened to it and i was like man i love the setting i love the setting the mechanics aren't difficult this isn't this this should be like a no-brainer for me it's the weird wild west like creepy monsters and weird things and it's a great like ugh, sounds like it, it it should be in my wheelhouse but something keeps me from doing it i've played in the game and i'm like i love it i think it's great but i don't think i can deliver like that like i can do creepiness with cthulhu but i don't know how to translate that into deadlands and it okay. is pro that is probably out of all of these games Deadlands is probably the one, if you put a gun to my head, I would say, all right, I'll try it. I'll try running okay. it and see what I'm I can I'm kind of getting that vibe that you're you're close to the, like you're closer to that one, right? Like this is one you feel, yeah. you're, you're the, the, of all the ones you're reticent, this feels like the one you're most comfortable. Okay, well. This is the one I'm closest to just because the, <sighs> the, the setting and content, the creepiness, the weirdness, that attracts me to it. And who doesn't like the Wild Wild West? I mean, seriously, it's great. Right. So, so the mechanics aren't the problem. You said no. right; they're not. They're mm -hmm. not that bad. And you, you can do weird. We know weird is a, is a, is a thing that you can oh, yeah, is a, is a water do. you can swim in. Yes. So, what do you need to do? Go watch some some westerns. Go I watch think some. I need to watch some westerns to really like. What tone do you want? Dark and spooky, like your like your general mo, or do you want wacky? Yeah. You want spooky? My, my general mo, yeah, dark it and is. spooky. Wait, yeah. What was that? It is. Wait, what? It is. Like, okay. no, it is. It is. <laughs> okay. no, absolutely, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, high five. You nailed oh, okay. it in one. Grim and spooky. Okay, so you don't want to do like weird the the. Uh, okay, let's think. Uh, the, the, what is it? The good, the, the the good, the bad, and the weird. It was an awesome South Korean western. Not that one. That's out. <laughs> I would say if you want to get a good western, with that. With the heaviness that you're talking about, your spaghetti westerns are pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, once upon a time in the West, Best. but I hope you have. You, so you've seen one. that? Okay. Oh so yeah, I've seen that one. Do you? And, and I vacillate on the slow movies. That's a slow movie. It's a. It uh, and, and the first two cool. acts are glacial, and that's good. That's great. It works. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly has mm -hmm. an opening that's like 18 minutes of no one talking. Someone like eats soup or, or drink, drink or whatever it is like uh yeah like consumes eats drinks soup and like mm -hmm. it's just it's just looks so that kind yeah. of thing i would think that is that maybe that maybe get that slow burn that that dust that tumbleweed where everything yeah. is moving real real slowly yeah but if it moves too slowly you lose engagement of players next thing you know they're playing magic the gathering arena on their computer instead of paying attention to the game right right <laughs> Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so, but the other thing is, you know, I, I don't do great. I don't do great with voices. And I feel if you're going to do something old timey Western, you've got to have that old timey Western voice. And I just, I, I'm not great at voices. So I feel like it loses so much when I can't offer that to the players. And so I feel like, ah, can't do it. No, if you if you're talking about a roll twenty, I would say if you described the voice and then gave us a picture. So if you say, you know, like a a gravelly voice, you know, of an old man, and then show me this old man Western name, like I can, I'm gonna hear it in my head even as you say it without any inflection. So if you're not good at voices, I would say you're only gonna change your voice by like the, the tiniest amount, you know, instead of like going for broke. But mm -hmm. yeah, just like he says in a in a husky, gravelly voice, "Y'all ain't from around here, are you?" Like, like just drop it like half an octave, hey, I, or go up or down to indicate that it's not you talking. If I had your 
your accent, man, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I know you make fun of me because sometimes I'll slip into that little bit of an accent, but I can't maintain it. It begins to wander. And it's, ugh. <laughs> I have, I have, say what you will about me, I have never shown a, an ounce of hesitancy when it came to trying to go for broke on an accent. No, I, you, I, you have never. I don't let things like talent, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ability, success, or shame deter me from trying an accent out, even so, to the point of it being offensive. <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh, I did uh, a while back. I I did a, a call of Cthulhu. I think I it was with you. It was our first Halloween one, and I had a sheriff deputy that came from Kentucky. So I did my terrible Southern accent. I practiced for days walking around trying to talk in this accent just to do just to do it for less than five minutes in the entire game. I spent days doing it. Even now I feel because I feel bad that like you and Oz and, and, and even Cookie can can change her voice somewhat and and do these voices and I just feel like it's just me all the time with just this voice. So I walk around speaking in weird accents around my apartment to my kids. I, and every I like time that. I do, I sit here and I go, nope, that's not good enough. I can't do that. <laughs> but I try, I really do try uh, to, to work on doing voices, but maybe it's just my confidence isn't there. Like you don't have that improv confidence i just don't have that voice confident maybe it's a matter of finding like a a coach or watching some videos and practicing and, and just trying to do it and then finding a safe space in a game with people i could trust that aren't gonna laugh at me and go oh my gosh you're awful at this i that's it i don't know i've tried something and i don't know if it's worked or not because i felt my accent in our alien game go to like british not good, but still British when it, I didn't want it to be. And so what I have is I have an Australian accent video <laughs> in a different tab. And I've, I have, at least I think, so when I have my headphones on, mm -hmm. it, the, my ability to do the accent is, is, is even shittier. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's even shittier. <laughs> what I do is I knock one of the headphone ears off of my right ear. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can hear myself. And then I play the Australian accent video before I'm going to be speaking. I just kind of have it going so that those consonant and vowel sounds are immediate in my mind. Because you can always kind of imitate an accent if you're currently talking to someone. Or you can recall it or something, right? At least me. And it helped me pop back into it when I could hear myself speak better than having both earphones on. And when I had just heard someone speaking with the accent I was trying to mimic. I, I felt like it helped. There you go. I don't know I don't know what your audio setup is if you have no, double no, ears. No. I, I I do. But that is a good tip. And like I said, this is this is probably the game that I am most likely to run in the future. But right now it is it is very much I will just sit on the sideline and watch others do it. Until I, I get to that point where, like, okay, I'll jump into the deep end and let's do it. What What would you say your accent is now? Upper Midwest? Horrible. Yeah, it's just no, 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 like horrible. The way that you sound, horrible. It's bland. Sometimes there's a, a weird that Midwest, that Northern Midwest part. Uh, yeah, accent, this, that Swedishy, you know, yeah. the bears. Yeah, the bears. it's that <laughs> kind of a bit. Sometimes it's that. But that's that's it works really well when you're doing that cheery uh, like when you were Mary Sue, it totally mm -hmm. fit because there's this there's oh. this like slight upper inflection. It's not quite Canada, but that's mm -hmm. it's that the, the little upper inflection is very like perky and happy and go and then like murder. So it works. Murder. Yeah. Murder <laughs> anybody. No, it is. And I, uh, I I hang out with my sisters and I can do like a with this same voice. I could just kind of alter it a bit and I can get that weird like millennial girl kind of uh, you know. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they don't offer valet. Like, that, what that's, Coco that's exactly. does. That's not malicious. That, like, no, but like that young girl, that entitled brat. Like, I listen to my sisters, and I just mimic them. We're all like, in our, we're all middle-aged now. What do you mean? 
You're bitching about the millennials. It's okay. No, no one gets to bitch about millennials anymore. I'm not gonna. Bitch. All I up. mean, younger. Did, never mind. Oh, shut up. I forgot. I'm sorry. I said anything. What's your next game, Griffin? Edit all of that out. What a jerk. Just replace the word. Just, just come in there with like, you know how I don't like the millennials, the Z, or, or no. the, the Z's or whatever. The younger people. I hear them talk when I'm like at Starbucks or at a mall. I hear this these conversations. I'm like, oh my gosh. If they only knew what they sounded like, and I just mimic that. But I digress. Go on. What is your next? Uh, what's your next one? Okay, the next one that I uh, am interested in is Vampire the Masquerade. I have not listened to our awesome podcast because wow. I suck. Thanks for the support. Yeah, I uh, I just don't like actual plays usually, so I like wow. being in them. <laughs> They're tough. Wow. Look, I listen to Critical Role, which is like the eight hundred thousand pound slash dollar gorilla in the room yeah and i got people you don't personally know yeah i got like 20 minutes in and i was like this is i don't understand what's happening and why this is good this is the this is like in back in like 2001 when i was like dad amazon lets you buy things with on the internet he was like that's just what he gets that, that's just basically nigerian prince john don't do that or god whatever <laughs> no, so yeah i don't know it's uh but 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 I got to this big conversation with the Bamps in prep for this episode. See, I do prep. And we're ah. talking mechanics. I mean, I asked a lot of questions about Vampire because I don't know the mechanics. And I don't know the setting and lore. You have brought up, like in Deadlands, also in Lancer, that you don't know the lore. And that was a big factor in your approach to it. It's not like you're scared by mechanics alone. It's like, this is a lot of lore, which is key to the game being good. And I don't know it, or I'm not hyper familiar with it, so I can't like deliver you this awesome lore, this steampunk from Blaze Dark. I don't know the lore of Vampire the Masquerade. Some things are familiar. Vampires yeah. are all powerful, but, but kind of like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to put it. You know, the effete, like vaguely bisexual Oliver. Uh, what's what's the guy's name? I forget his name. The British guy. While the werewolves are all like you know leather jackets and probably got like <laughs> heavy beards and shit. And they don't like those motherfuckers. The, the, the standard underworld <laughs> slash every goddamn you know you know we are you know, who we are in the shadows as a comedy. They all have the same kind of like vibe of vampire versus werewolf. And I'm like, okay, this world is vaguely familiar to me in kind of a general lore sense. I'm assuming it kind of like was the basis of a lot of that lore. Um, cool. And so okay, so let's talk mechanics. He was like, oh well, you have like this hunger die. And you get hungrier over time, and you can do things which make you more powerful, but that just increases your chance to be hungry. And you know, and you could reduce it by drinking blood, and the only way to make it zero, which I thought this was a, a beautiful mechanic. I won't go too far on it, but the only way, so when you're hungry, you have a higher chance of like losing your shit, right? Cool. Yeah. The only way to zero that out is to, ironically totally give in to your inner beast and mm-hmm. kill someone train them to death mm-hmm. okay so, and then by completely giving in to your carnal feral nature you are then re- totally good and chill and and and, and even minded cool i'm like man that's cool i like this mechanic i like how you have politics and whatnot and i said okay okay you gotta tell me why the vampires don't run everything they're all powerful all badass all secretive why, why can't they just be because there's like you know princes and shit who say you can't go out and make 45 new vampires. Why? Well, the humans are powerful enough just to kill us all. There's just too goddamn many of them, and they have too many F-16s and shit. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So I, I want to do this. I just don't know jack shit of the setting outside like, generic underworld shit, right? I yeah. don't have any experience in political intrigue or how to run that as an encounter type, where like, oh, instead yeah. of you hit my armor class, so I take damage to my hit point. How do I do something that's a lot more esoteric? Like, there's a conversation, and you made me lose face, or I make them lose face, and they don't realize it as part of a conversational maneuver, you know, to, to you know, and, and what do encounters look like? I mean, you're not fighting monsters like D&D, which is very combat-focused. Mm-hmm. Very, you go in, kick in the door, there's baddies, and, and the, the a lot of the fun is this kind of tactical... Here's what they bring to the table. Here's how you try to counter that, and they're countering you. It appears like mostly there's vampires, werewolves, humans. And is that kind of like it? Am I wrong? Is there like a whole monster manual of shit? Or do you take these things and use your own creativity with this like eight color Crayola box yeah. and you well, know, I crank mean, it all out? 
that you have the there's there are vampires yes but there are different vampires because you have mages and, and that but there's also the the werewolves but there's also people or hunters that go out and try to kill these bad creatures and leo's listing them all mages hunters ghosts there's lots of different things i do agree about the political intrigue bit like it is hard to run political intrigue uh session but if you got players who are like oz who is all about that They'll carry that for you. You don't have to do the work. You, your players can do the work. Sometimes they'll just create the intrigue all on their own. You don't have to do anything. Oh, that's that's the best. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do much. The thing I find as a player in a VTM game, it is difficult to, especially in actual play, it's difficult to put yourself in the mindset of being a vampire because you keep saying things like, well, I don't want to end up dead. And then the, somebody will always look at you and go, you're already dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a vampire. Man. So you keep forgetting to put yourself in that mindset and to use the right words. There's lots of terms, the kind, kindreds. and it, It's a lot for the lore. So you have to make sure that when you run it that you're using the, the terminology correctly and, and that you kind of keep them all remembering that they're vampires. Because we always say, well, you get up in the morning. Well, no, you're not getting up in the morning. You're getting up in the morning for you, which is evening. So it's kind of just a weird, it's a weird way to, to think as a player. So I can imagine as a GM, it would be a little tougher, but I think you could run this. I I think you could do it. Gotcha. What, what is the smart ass response to like, like or, or what is the term? Like true blood. They said that, like, true death. Oh, he experienced the true death. The true death, yeah. Which, you know what the fuck I mean by death. I mean, like, like conceptually yeah. not here. Like, no one cares about that. death yeah. because yeah. of the biological termination of your cells. It's the fact that you're gone. That your mm-hmm. consciousness ain't here no more. You know? Yeah. I'm uh, di- my cells are dying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Leo says the term for VTM is final death, which the sounds weird death. because death is final. No, not here. Okay. So it's again, it's wrapping your mind around something completely different. And I would, I just, I think you could do it though. I, I think you if you had the right dick. table, you could do it. Who's a dick in the game to be to bring that shit up as a character? Like, yes, no. I don't want to die when you're a vampire. No, 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 it's not done in a malicious way. It's just, ah, oh, that's not it. It's, oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting we're vampires because Tom would do it too. He would say, hey, good morning. And we'd look at him, we're like, no, no. <laughs> he's like oh wait yeah it's good evening <laughs> it takes a while to get into the mindset but once you're in there you're fine so i Fair think enough. you could do this one okay okay all right uh another one for me mouse guard yes i've been waiting for this it looks i mean who doesn't love it there's a bunch of little furry little animals that run around and do things. It's adorable. You can ride crickets. It sounds so cute. I just don't think I could do it because, you know, as you stated earlier, my wheelhouse is gloom and doom. It's too cheerful. I can't do it. Yeah, if you make mouse guards sad, that's fine. I can't I, know, I can't right? I can't be in your fucking <laughs> mouse guard game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're adorable. All right, you get squished. Aww. Yeah, so you're fucking. Anyway, as the as the snake's stomach expands to fit your bulk, you know, like, nope, not today. Yeah, yeah. Also, the system. It, what's the mechanics? It seem very. The the mechanics don't seem too bad. It's a D6 system with four through sixes being successes. I don't know what the burning wheel system is, but again, the 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 mechanics don't scare me too much. It's really the setting and like, it seems too, this is going to sound awful, but it seems so innocent and pure. And I feel I would taint it. I don't want to do it. No, that's valid. <laughs> just, that, no this is the first time away. you're like, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, this is not. No, not you need to like watch a whole lot of happy fucking movies. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Do a do a do like a bunch of shrooms, and <laughs> and watch like I'm trying to think of a of a, a I don't know like, like cars. Uh, I don't know. Like just watch a happy movie about happy things and, and then run mouse guard. I I watched that. That's the most prep I spent on this video for something that wasn't one of mine was mouse guard. I I watched a lot of videos on that. 
And creating a character doesn't seem too hard. Unlike, say, Pathfinder 2, which I thought was, like, my eyes glazed over. Maybe I'm just stupid, but Mouse Guard seemed easy. The But it's, it's also one of these kind of, like, it seems like a very narrative-heavy game. Like, you do, like, attack or feint or maneuver or defense, and then they do one. So this is all mechanics. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm lining up mechanics, and there's... But then, like, it's it's it feels kind of like narrative, and you have traits. Kind of like in, like, Blades in the Dark, you would have something. You would, like, cross off this point of stress, or you would have this piece of equipment and, or, or trait. And you would you would describe how it came to, to be helpful. In Mass Guard, you, your, your, your mouse might have a long tail. And it can be used in a negative way to like give you checks later on or something positive. Like maybe your tail got caught in the in the fence as you tried to escape, or maybe it it helped you. You know, like it, it blinded your attacker as you whipped your little mouse rapier about. about. I don't know, but it's it's this heavily narrative focused thing that I thought was also intimidating. So that, you know, it it seemed kind of like in that same vein. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, just I don't know. It just sounds so cute. And I know there's people in the in without a net Discord that play it and love it and think it's wonderful and I was like, "Oh, it's probably one of those I would probably enjoy listening to another game, somebody else run a game and players run like uh like if somebody were to stream a game, I'd sit and watch and listen and maybe that would help me. But I I just I think I would probably make it just a little too. It feels PG or even G, and I feel I'll make it R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want Mouse Guard to be like that movie Mouse, which was <laughs> an allegory for the Holocaust, and like the cats oh, are coming God. after the mice, and the cats were like the SS and shit. Like that's you do not want to take oh Mouse Guard God. in that direction. Yeah, no, I would never. No, no, no. Yeah, that's awful. So, is that that was one on your list as well, or no? Not because it was because it was because you brought it up. You mentioned Mouse Guard, ah. and I'm like, I've heard. You know what? I want to look up Mouse Guard. I've heard some things, okay. and I'm like, oh, okay. There's some mechanics here. It's not, but but it's also heavily narratives. It reminded me a lot of Blades in the Dark at first blush. Mm-hmm. Not in the methods of them. It's a very different mechanic, but it felt like this kind of like, yeah, there are mechanics, there are numbers, you do stuff. But then there's the narrative bit. It's not like I roll to hit and there's a number against a number that does a number, and then there's a a a, a defined effect that will happen. Like in D and D, you're either poisoned or you're not. You know, you're either restrained or you're not. Mm-hmm. This feels a lot more like okay, do 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 a tiny bit of improv around this structure. You know, like you're 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 stressed or you have a success, but there's a problem or you get a a, a boon of some kind. It doesn't. Like that kind of like, like mixture. That's like the next step. There's like D and D, or there's like there's like Shadowrun on the crunchy side. Mm-hmm. Then you have like Dungeon Dragons Fifth Edition, and then you have stuff like Blades in the Dark and Mouse Guard. It feels like, and then you have stuff like Fiasco, <laughs> you know. And then you have stuff which I'll be getting into next uh, with 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 the next kind of game I have on my list. Okay. Uh, to 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 segue, but what uh, is, yeah. What is yours? What is your next one? It's kind of a, a combination of two in the in the loosey goosey oh. spirit, and that's microscope and the quiet year. So these are not really games. Like even Fiasco has just an ever so semblance of structure, in in terms of like there's a dice roll at the end. These games are about really kind of like almost world building or in, or, or like pure improv. But fiasco is goofy, and you can feel safe in goofiness. You know, like there's no, there's no stakes there. While the quiet year, and well, at least the quiet year has this kind of like somber aspect to it. You know, it says I, I just want to read this to you. The quiet year is a map game. Someone suggested this to me, by the way, as a way to make a map for world building. I, it, the quiet year is a map game. You define the struggles of a community living after the collapse of civilization. An attempt to build something good within their quiet year. Every decision and every action is set against a backdrop of dwindling time and rising concern. The game is played using a deck of cards. Fifty-two cards correspond to a week or to, to a week during the quiet year. 
Each card triggers certain events, bringing bad news, good omens, project delays, and sudden changes in luck. At the end of the quiet year, the Frost Shepherds will come, ending the game. What the fuck does that mean? It's post-collapse. It's this, it's, it's this somber thing, and it has lots of stuff like how you feel about stuff. Like, if you ever played um, uh, that uh, the, the Walking Dead video game. And it would be like Clementine will remember that, and you're like I'm used to mechanics, and the guy like, you'd make a decision, and it was like fucked up or good, and it would be like she'll remember you made that decision. And I'm like, oh fuck, well that means Does that mean that like later on she'll hate me, or like it didn't mean anything mechanically. It just helped tell a story, and so this is pure storytelling where everyone like describes what happens. You know, like the grain, you know, is shortened. How do the people of the village respond? Go. You know, fuck. Uh, I, you know, like that's that's the way the game is. Like you'll turn a card over, and it'll be something like, "Oh, well, there's, you know, a storm knocks over your grain silo." How do the people respond to the to the, so the lack the players, of food supplies? So it's type not of an shit. RPG then. Is it it's, an RPG or is it a game? It is a map game, a map and so, game, so you not you're not RPG. playing characters. Okay. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not it's not yeah, role. You're not playing a role. So, Everybody gets it. So the card turns over and, oh, the all the grain is what, bad, burns up, silo, on fire. Yeah. How, does, how does everybody react? So it's up to everybody playing to decide and just create the narrative? Because you can just say, nah, they're fine. They know we got another silo. But, <laughs> there's there's someone I mean, that <laughs> whose like, turn it is, I believe. Uh-huh. And and they're on the spot to like come up with some of the answers and like the the rules will like place something on a map like over time you'll you'll be building a map you know and I don't I didn't buy the game but they came up with another one later on like just give you an idea of these people like this is the quiet year where like civilization collapsed and they came out with like a free version by which I mean you can donate to pay that is like the opposite it's like humanity collapsed but nature is like cool about it like so, yeah all that all those damn humans are gone. Because it was like, this had a very colonizer vibe to it. And they felt bad and wanted to atone by having, like, nature retakes itself. Because it, it pitted the idea of civilization versus not civilization as being, like, on the, on the pro-civilization side. And they were like, oh, it's like colonizing. Or so, something along those lines. I may not be doing their argument justice. The, the free one I could look at, and it had stuff in that vein, where it would describe a thing that occurred. And you had to just sort of, like, say what happened. Uh, microscope. Is is kind of similar in that there are like like it's this improv game where there are like scenes and events and someone whose turn it is the turn goes in like a clockwise or you know kind of clockwise way and they'll create like you take turns creating events along a timeline and then you go into parts of that timeline and make like a scene or uh, like like a major event and you determine if it's going to be a good outcome or a bad outcome and then like if it's an event people act it out and so. It's this you over time like kind of build a timeline. So one of these games builds a map, one builds a timeline based on people talking and you know like with limited guidance of improv. And I think it's a cool way to kind of like get people into this headspace of flexing those improv muscles that you can then bring back into actual role playing game where you are playing a character. Mm-hmm. So, so are and yeah. either of these available to play online with people, or are they only strictly in person? I think you can play those two online, in as much as you know, Microscope is just a game of like you read the rule, you read the thing and go. Like there's no, yeah. you know, if if you can talk and hear, you can play that game. Um, you know what? I'd be willing to try one of those with you if we can just get a couple other people, just to okay. see how it works. I I'd be willing to try that. I would love to develop my improv skills and it sounds like you it's something you feel you don't do well i'd be happy to to do that with you and and give it a go to see how it how it plays out for us and how if we can improve or not oh this is about my improv skills i just would like to continue working them out like they're they're yeah i feel like i'm naturally kind of good at it but i'm mm-hmm. still self-conscious yeah, that's and what I, I mean. want like, to. We I want to break through that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to. And, and yeah. like Fiasco is a great first way to start because it's so mm-hmm. like the name of the game is to be so damned goofy that the, 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 the stakes are low. I think it's a lot easier to be a goofball 
And I'll do that. Like, in our Alien game, and it'll probably edit it out, I had some throwaway line, because I don't do well with tension. It makes me all, like, like jammed up. I, I can't watch TV shows with high amounts of tension or cringe. Uh, I just can't oh, fucking deal. Two different so things. Cringe I have to make a fucking joke to, like... Yeah, yeah it is, but I don't like either. And I can deal with I can I can deal with suspense better than cringe, but even suspense. So like there was a suspenseful thing, like like Oz ends, he had a suspenseful line, and I was like, lol, humor joke, and then it, it didn't because I, I needed to he needed to need deflate to the, the tension, tension yeah. and Oz is like the whole goddamn point is the tension. That's the point. Like I could, he didn't say that because he's polite, but that's what he felt, and he and I, I got it at that moment that that's the point. The point is the tension. It did not need to be deflated. And I want to work on that. I want to work on improv that's got some fucking angst or some cringe or some tension and some suspense. That's what I want to just work that shit out. Wow, that's interesting. So you need to like, because that is that is the point, especially when you're running Alien as an actual play. You want that tension. That's part of the entertainment for the listener, the tension that right. we're feeling. And then you go and deflate it all. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get comfortable. So now, cringe I so get. Cringe how is do like, I... oh, hard to sit through. <laughs> I said, how do I how do I get over that shit by a, a game about civilization in a post apocalypse yep. where at the end of the year the frost shepherds come? Frost is that good? Shepherd. Yeah. The fuck is a frost shepherd? Is it? It sounds bad. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I assume something with wool. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be Santa Claus. <laughs> He's the shepherd of frost. Here's your present. <gasps> wow. Yay, presents. You know, <laughs> it's got cholera. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cholera. Uh, all right. Uh, am I next on mine? I believe I, I do believe you're uh, up. So this is one that I've seen in researching RPGs and new ones coming out and all, all the ones that are out there. And this one is called Spycraft. It's a D20 system. So I don't think it's difficult, you know. But you, you're a spy. So it's like Mission Impossible type stuff. Or atomic blonde type type scenarios. So I'm like, I don't like like much with you with the political intrigue. I don't think I could do spy intrigue. I don't think I could do a good job of creating something. Now heist, I just had to put the thing, and you guys make the heist. But I don't think I could create the kind of intrigue needed for that. It's not the mechanics. It's solely the creating that the the tension the intrigue that you would need to really feel like a spy right no Uh-oh. i mean doesn't spy don't spies kind of do heist like you know they have to get the files or some shit i don't know it is kind of heisty but i don't know it feels like you know i, I don't know spy it feels different to me it looks cool it sounds neat like oh that'd be neat to play a spy but i'm like i don't think i could deliver I don't know. I kind of. I mean, you, you, I'm, no. I'm sure you know yourself better than I know you, but it feels yeah. like that's not, no. not totally true. out of out of what you do. I will say the art of this game shows every bit of its 20 years of age. Yeah, it's an old one, but it looks so fun. I wish they'd maybe do an updated uh, <laughs> one for it, like a new one. Uh, I think I don't know. It just sounds like a neat idea. It was just like, uh, I don't think I'll ever. I just I saw the art and all I can hear in my brain is like Agent Jack Jawline and Barbie McBoobily. Like that's all that. Wow. (laughs) The art art is very, very 2000 comic book. I'm just (laughs) feel feel free to defend that art. Anyway, the game. No, I'm not going to defend the art. No, I'm talking about the game. I'm not talking about the art. Yeah. What? uh, Would you have any more on your list? The only one I had left. You know, I, I put them in a list of like how interesting it would be to talk about. The last one is Starfinder, <laughs> because I never played Pathfinder, although I played 3.5. Oh, Starfinder. Okay, Starfinder. yeah. Because, man, I don't like magic. The game does have magic, but I like space and I like guns. And I'm like, okay, I, I yeah. kind of get where this could go. But, man, I don't know jack shit about Starfinder or its lore. So I'd have to yeah. really read the book. Yeah. Um, and see well, how that think about translates. Too, yeah. Space, right? <laughs> <laughs> Leo, <laughs> might I recommend Cayman's Rejects? I know. <laughs> I know. 
it is probably the better way for you to absorb it unless you're really great at reading and being able to convert that into something but i'm more one that i if i can see it being done i have a better chance of replicating it so i'll listen to the stream of cayman's rejects just to get an idea a better idea of starfinder and how to run a game i i do better when i read it usually i i i pull up videos I just don't think, you know, uh, they will highlight a, a particular thing that's janky, but usually I read it and I can visualize it or reread it and, uh, and I'll get it. When I when I listen to an actual play, I feel like I start thinking about rules and then I miss what they're actually talking about because they usually say what they're going to do and then they narrate it or, 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 or say or, or have some line of dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Lil said, uh, but I recommend Kingman's Rejects, just call Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I pulled. I picked the book up. I was at a bookstore recently, and then like I'm, I cannot just afford to go buy that book right now. It was on my mm-hmm. list of things to possibly do one day. But I did like mm-hmm. sit down and just read the damn thing for about twenty thirty minutes, like the classes and the races to kind of get a vibe and like how spells work among mm-hmm. the spell based classes. Seemed interesting. Seems interesting. I think that's one you probably could if if you were to sit down and watch some YouTube videos about the the setting or the lore. I I think I I think you could. I, I feel that one I could do. I do. I feel yeah. like if I if I wanted, it, it, you know, the first one may not be the best path or uh, yeah, Starfighter game ever yeah. made. Yeah. But uh, you know it, what? It's, it's familiar to me mechanically. The the concept is there. You know. If you wanted to run it, just to kind of you know dip your toe in that pool, if you had a player in it such as Luke, he can assist you by being kind of that behind the scenes co GM to help you out. Hello. You know. Yeah. It's an idea. It's an idea. Um, of course, he's running Deadlands right now, so I could say the same thing about yeah. Deadlands. Hey, so- yeah, if there was a person hey. you got that, huh? Well, I mean, that is how I learned how to GM. I had a friend who GM'd Call of Cthulhu, and he was a co-GM with me, and he helped me learn, like, well, this is what you would do now, and this you would have them rolled it. And I learned how to GM by having a co-GM with me to coach me. Nothing wrong with that. It worked. So my last one, I want to run. This one I accidentally stumbled upon, and it was just too fantastic not to mention today. It is one I will run. If it is at Gen Con next year, I will buy it. If I can find it before Gen Con, I will buy it. I missed out on the Kickstarter for it. It is called Brindlewood Bay. Cozy Murder Mystery RPG. You are a group of elderly women who have to deal with very uh, Cthulhu-esque issues. There is a cult in town that nobody knows about, and you are working against them. So it's kind of like Murder, She Wrote meets Golden Girls meets Cthulhu. So I I want to be in this so bad. I was go- I love <laughs> fucking Murder She Wrote and Golden Girls. I am all about my character is Mildred and and she is a Southern gossip. And and she always says, "Well, you know, I don't. I I, I would never abide gossip anyway." It's, it's <laughs> so so. It just sounds great. I mean, how? Yeah, every word was good that you said. Salt murder <laughs> mysteries in a creepy, cozy town. The art is just adorable. Uh, but yeah, you're a group of elderly women, members of the local Murder Mavens Mystery Book Club, who help authorities solve murder cases in the picturesque New England town. Yeah. So, what are you afraid? Of? So, so not afraid of. So, what is your reticence, or or is it? I'm just not. I said this is what I found. Oh. I'm playing this. This does not fit the group, but it was too good not to mention when I found it. I was so excited. I said, "Look, we're done with all the ones we won't play. I'm playing this one. Uh, I have to." <laughs> Leela's already in. Leela's in. Do? Yes. Bam. Uh, you know, Bams can do a can do an old uh, buddy accent. I I I was like, this is just fantastic. And uh, I'm trying to find, there's a cult name. Where's the cult? Dang it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Fragrant Void is the name of the cult in the town. Fragrant Void? Is that not great? (laughs) 
Like this is fantastic. I love this. I love this. This, this sounds so great. Fun. This is good. Yeah, sure. the midwives of the fragrant void. That's the cult. Uh, the art looks great. It's uh, it's it's. I'm trying to figure out like what the the system is, but when you go to the Kickstarter page, just Google it. If I go to the Kickstarter page, there's actual stuff you can look at now that you can you know, kind of see the character sheets and everything, and it just looks. It looks so fun, and I just can't wait to get this one. So, yeah, the minute I get it, it was funded in 11 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> wow, this is a good one. It's going to deliver, as estimated to deliver December of this year. So I'm hoping I can see it around Christmas or in January. If not, definitely in um, at Gen Con, definitely. Uh, but yeah, if you go to the Kickstarter page and scroll down a bit, there's download the Kickstarter preview and it'll show you all the stuff. And it just, it looks great. And so this is one that when it releases, we're definitely going to play a game and we're going to probably do a review. You and I. Awesome. I am yeah. I am down to try that one. Yeah, no, it's so cute, Mildred. Uh, the name of it again, because Leela's asking, is Brindlewood... Yeah, Brindlewood Bay and like Cozy Murder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one was exciting to see. And so I look forward to it. Um, but so what are we going to do? You're going to you're going to try to run uh, Starfinder or or Vampire, right? You're going to do one of those. I would probably feel better about a Starfinder one shot of some kind. OK. Although I would like to try the either uh, a microscope or a quiet year a quiet year i would like to try a quiet year definitely i want to try that one with you mm. and leo said he'd do it with us i uh the, the last thing i would say is i did i did i read like a, a few shots of capers with y'all i feel like i need to be more creative in that like i just didn't have mm -hmm. the juices but i like mm -hmm. the system okay and it's, a, it's it's one of those things where like i just want to go back to that one day i have to like let yeah. it cook all right. Well, there you go. And I will, uh, well, let's set this. I will try to run a Deadlands one shot within the next six months. There you go. I have got a cruise yeah. coming up. When I get back and I can point out a, a non busy weekend, I'm going to be like, this is a weekend where I can start. And I'll put, we'll, we'll get together. Okay. We'll see who, who we can get to sign up okay. and we'll, okay. we'll do a thing. All right. Great. Great. We've got action items. We've got homework. This is great. Stuff um, to do. If there's, uh, if there's anything, any system that you've always thought about running, but you're like, oh, I just am a, I, something keeps you from doing it, uh, let us know. And maybe we can offer some advice on how to maybe overcome that or maybe somebody in the, in the server or somewhere listening uh, can offer to, like I said, be a co-GM. That is, I think, the best way to learn. Just jump in and have somebody there to to be with you, hold your hand the whole way. Indeed. Uh, and if somebody wants to run Mouse Guard, well, I, go ahead. We'll show up. Oh, watch it. It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> I'll ruin it. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to another episode of Out of Care with Jupiter and Kyle. Indeed. Thank you so much. Have a good night.